Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Davis Maddock, congratulations on your winning. Somebody must not have registered a lineup. There's no way somebody made a lineup on DraftKings.com that scored less than you in cash game. <laughs> <laughs> we, need to, we need to out this person. Like, use yeah. their name and everything. Go, this person's going to be listening to this show and never <laughs> listen again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the uh, Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy NFL Show. Uh, this is the Sunday night, Monday morning recap show with uh, myself, Davis Maddock, Nate Noling, and Sammy Reed. You can find us on Twitter at Davis Maddock, at Nate Noling, N O H L I N G, and uh, at Sammy Reed FI. We had to. We had to wait for Sammy to get his computer rebooted because he's such an old man that he he went to reboot it and then he kind of just wandered away and, and forgot what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> was recording a, a little bit. And then it was and then it was my bedtime. So, <laughs> I mean, it is it's what like six thirty on the West Coast right now. Like the the sun's still up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Davis and Tyler. You know, I got I got to be up early though. You know, it's absurd. Um. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you guys. This was not my proudest week. Uh, things did not go great for me personally. <laughs> Davis, it's really good to have you back. We really yeah. missed you last week. and well, you know, well we... last week I smashed, and I didn't get to come on and talk about smashing, so that's a little unfortunate. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah this we were... week we, we, we decided we're going to change the show a little bit, and instead of having me or Sammy, one of the top lineups break down, break down the lineup, I think we should go with, with whoever scored the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. So I kind of like that, but put them on blast. Davis, what did you score this week? <laughs> um, on DraftKings.com, I scored 115.38. And I got 17 from my defense. <laughs> so do we really want to learn about – well, yeah, no, that'll be good. How are you, you going to yeah. enjoy that Christmas ham this year? Yeah. <laughs> fella, fella, we're not even going to be able to afford ham in this household. We're it's even- it's, it's going to be Christmas thick cut bacon, <laughs> Farmer John's or something. Uh, I mean, yeah, we can do my lineup, and I, I believe Sammy actually scored the most points. Yeah, um, but I think I, I mean, honestly, you learn more from your failures than from your successes. So I feel like I feel like doing the putting the spotlight on the lowest guy, and it's like a mark of shame. You know, this show is not about building each other up. It's about tearing each other down and having the top guy go. It's like, okay, great. You won some money. You did good. Good for you. Yeah, but no having one, the low no guy. To hear us play grab. No, exactly. None of us made money because we faded Zeke. So 
That is correct. Sure. All three of us, uh, full fade of Ezekiel Elliott and Cash. <laughs> so that's the kind of show you're listening to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so bit, so reevaluate your life. Yeah, listen to our opinions for the next half hour, for sure. <laughs> uh, so starting off, uh, did we all take Brett Hundley at quarterback? No. I did. I Sammy, fell for it. Sammy took Tyrod? Yeah. Sammy I mean – it just it just reminded me of of Hogan the week before the we you know it's like oh he had one good game and Hundley's game wasn't even that good but it's like okay this guy's a good athlete he's got potential but really it's like his second NFL game in a tough spot and there's just such a low floor there. I didn't really here's, think here's why I the thought at home was that tough of a spot. Yeah, yeah, here's why I went with him and it was different for me than like the Hogan and the Kaiser stuff is because he has a supporting cast. I mean. The rest mm-hmm. of this Green Bay offense is one of the most elite offenses in the NFL right now. I mean, you talk about Jordy, Devontae, Randall Cobb, plus Martellus, plus uh, – are, are, are you actually sure about that? Yes. Like, really sure? Yes. I'm pretty that's sure an, that the Packers that's surrounding elite. offense is better than the Browns surrounding well, offense. Well, yeah, it's better, Montgomery than, it's better plus, than the Browns. But. Plus Jones running the ball. I mean, I, I don't know, dude. I think, I think he stepped in with great weapons. He had all week to prepare, and I was like, well – it's different than the Tyrod thing where because with Tyrod you had a receiver in Jordan Matthews who didn't wasn't able to basically catch because he had a broken hand or whatever, had this crazy glove on, and no, nobody other than Shady. He's literally playing with Nick O'Leary as his starting tight end. It's like – Yeah, but the, but the thing is you're like saying the supporting gas for Hunley is good, but Tyrod is actually good, right? His supporting no, cast isn't, no. but Tyrod is good. I don't, I don't, really, I don't really think Tyrod is, is good. That, that, that would be why I – like, playing Tyrod, even in a good spot, even in a place where I think he's going to throw 30 times, doesn't even ever really excite me that much because I actually don't think he's that good. Well, I, I think the whole thing was that he has a higher – and we saw it today. He has a he higher, higher floor. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's yep. just all there is to it. When you're going for a guy with 5.1, it's like, okay, you can try to hit a home run, but really I'm just hoping to get 18 points and I'll be real happy. I mean, Hunley, Hunley was like one more like Scott, 80 Scott. yard touchdown. <laughs> no, no. He was like one like Scott Tolzien, like Doc Giff move away from hitting 3X. Like he, he, he played bad and he looks terrible, but he's like, people are going to act all week like anyone who played Hunley was a fish. And I, I actually think that, that like, relatively speaking, the decision between Tyrod and uh, Hunley. Not that bad and not something that's like, David, 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 I played him too, but I'm going to stop you here. Like, take the L, bro. He had yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, be the he voice of reason. Jump on the sword. It's <laughs> egregious. No, I think – I don't think that's really that big of a, an error at all. <laughs> Davis. Dude, it's time to reevaluate the, the process, L. mate. <laughs> yeah, you got to no. take the L here. You guys, the L, being, you guys are being super results-oriented here. Davis, the only reason he has any points is because he lucked into a rushing touchdown. You take that rushing touchdown away and make him out at the one, This is he's got four points. I mean, I mean he's, he's a good runner, though, so how is that luck? <laughs> that was a pretty strong move, though. He was, like, about to cut out of bounds, and he's like, nah, actually, I'll just cut it back here and, and score. Yeah, he's that a good strong. rusher. That was, like, a big part of why I wanted to play him. Yeah, but Tyrod is also a good rusher, and Tyrod ran for, like, 50-something yards because that's what Tyrod does. I don't think Tyrod is, like, a terrible play. I just I, – I want to I go for, like, that little bit of upside that I thought Hunley had versus Tyrod. Okay, so on a, on a scale of, like, whatever it is, one to, one to ten – 
oh, how, what number fish was your tie rod play? Like, was it fishier or less fishy than what you did at running back and wide receiver? All my choices at running back were fine too. The, the errors I made and I made four of them were at the pass catcher position. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for this. Let's talk about running back first, because I think all three of us played the same three running backs. Yeah. I think uh, we did. Ivory McCoy and bell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So those were the optimal three. If you played Zeke, good for you. You got the top 5% game. I don't really – I don't have any condemnation for you, but I don't think you made, like, the game theory optimal play. I just no, think Zeke. with – Zeke worked. Zeke worked, but I think time and time again, if you play Zeke and, and Bell at the same price, like, I'll take Bell 10 times out of 10 at home. And we saw that this workload for Lev is just insane. And he has such a greater range of outcomes. And it took Zeke having a three TD game to make up for, I don't know. I, I think, I think Lev's the play. I don't, I don't feel like that was fish at all. It definitely hurt in cash games because it, when you're in a 20 point hole, basically in cash with a running back at the exact same price, who's 30% owned, you're not coming back from that. So yeah, that, that hurt. That it hurt. lost it lost the week, but I don't I mean think if you played Tyrod over Hundley, you'd be fine, dude. Yeah, I, I did that. I did a, I did pretty good in cash, but not like <laughs> not like amazing because of, of Zeke. I, I completely agree. Like Zeke was not a bad play. Like he was a very, very good play. I will just take Bell and his 38 touches all the time. So so did I run bad with my ivory take, not just like being the smash, or did he look as bad as his stat line suggests? Uh, I actually did not watch a single snap of this game. So uh, Ivory was worse than his stat line looked. Okay. <laughs> Ivory got lucky. Ivory got lucky with the touchdown, and if he didn't, we would be I was would like, be in serious trouble. I was like, so, I don't think it was fish. Though. I was like so so certain he was like the best play on of like the running back slate. I mean, I think you had to play him just because. I mean, when you looked at his ownership and when you looked at the fact that he was 4.8 and the touches that he was projected to get, but it, um, he, he's not good. <laughs> I mean, he, he went from having 10 targets to having zero targets, though. Like, he well, got, because he shifted, he shifted roles. He shifted roles. And, and they brought in Yeldon and um, Corey Grant. And Yeldon smashed. Yeah, and Corey smashed. Grant. I mean, Game Yeldon, of his life. Career high in rushing yards for TJ Yeldon after after Nate played him six weeks in a row last year. Said, Come on, guys! You know this guy gets like seven targets a game. You know Yeldon's the smash plate for that. <laughs> Every week, Yeldon four point six DraftKings points on eight. <laughs> I remember this, and it was oh, probably God. the best time of my life. <laughs> It was like it was like that in high school. I, I can't say anything. I can't say anything. <laughs> no, I think I think Yeldon was a sharp play. I think he was a good play. He just did. He just didn't do good because he's. You mean, not you mean Ivory? You mean Ivory? You couldn't have played yeah, Yeldon. Yeah. Yeldon had no, 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 no. Game. no, maybe maybe Siege played Yeldon, but other no, than that, no, like someone someone sent me a screenshot of them playing Yeldon, and I was just like, great, good for you, man. Mock my game. Uh, that's hot. That's hot. Right in yeah. the middle of the Ivory, Ivory had 17 carries for uh, 2.8 yards per carry versus the Indianapolis Colts. So Strong. Not very, yeah, very not Melvin great. Gordon-esque of him. <laughs> oh, Melvin Gordon. Jesus, that guy sank my GPPs. I was like – I was all over the Melvin plus Chargers pivot off of, uh, off of Shady and, uh, yeah – didn't do well in GPPs because Melvin's an idiot. I mean, I, fella, I, I, fella, did, I tried to tell you on that. I did dice everything up this week in a, in a completely terrible way, but Mark Ingram was 100% the, the running back to play at that spot instead of Shady. 
Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I was not that much on Ingram and that was just a bad, bad process by Dude, me. You didn't read the automatic absolutes this week, man. I, I did. I did. I just usually fade your plays. <laughs> I, I, <went> back. <laughs> really I, mean, comes out. <laughs> I always read your column. <laughs> I, w- I went back and I looked all the way until 2010 and this is literally not even close, the least competition that Ingram has ever had for touches ever. Not even in terms of the backfield, but in terms of like the tight ends that they have active and how many wide receivers are drawing like 5% or more of the market share. Like this offense, we're so used to like John Kuhn and uh, Jed, whatever his name is, that guy that exists. Like these guys don't even exist anymore. They're giving the ball to like four players a game and that's it. That's actually a really sharp take, Davis. Like, if, like, even if you look at their offense today, Kamara had 14, uh, Ted Ginn had seven, Michael Thomas had seven, and then Ingram had 27 touches. Ye gods. Like, like, he's, like, doubling up everyone else, and, and, and no one else on the team had more than two targets. Yeah, and I'm an idiot. Not, and he's not a bad running back either. I mean, he – he he's good in the pa- in in passing work and he is has a decent yards per carry. You know. No, he he should have been more expensive. Like he should have been eight thousand dollars this week. Yeah, the price jump is what got me off of him. And that's oh, I haven't I haven't checked my GPPs yet. I've only checked cash because I I don't actually want to know. But <laughs> I I think I think there's a chance that um I could be have made some money because I went I went just a hundred percent Ingram in tournaments. That's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. Davis on the swole cast on Friday. Um, Silva said that he was on Zeke over bell because bell doesn't score touchdowns at home. And that happened again. Do you think there's something to that? No, no, that's like, that can't, it, it just, for what reason would that be a thing? Like, is he going to trip at the three yard line when he's at home? I, I don't know. Heinz field turf, you know, it's rough. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, like, that's not a thing. Yeah. It's not a thing. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. You guys want to do wide receivers? You just want to? Yeah, I I really want to hear about this. I think we should spend the bulk of our show on this section right here. So so I waffled like forty times on what I wanted to do, and even the the team that I wanted to run, I actually think still would have been bad. But the 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 combination of pass catchers I ran were Pierre Garcon, Richard Matthews, Demarius Thomas, and George Kittle, and. I mean, combined, they, they, didn't, they didn't hit 25. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to call you a fish here, and, and I guess I would. But, I mean, I, I played Demarius and Garcon, too. Here, no, here's the thing. In and of themselves, I don't think any of those plays were bad, but the combination of the four of them is <laughs> terrible because only Demarius has the ability to break 25. And Correct. even then, with Simeon as his quarterback, it's so low. Like, I, Demarius has not scored yet this season. And Pierre Garçon has not scored yet this season. George Kittle has one touchdown on the year. I believe Richard Matthews uh, – yeah, Richard Matthews has one on the year. Like, you just these, – these are not plays to group together. Like <laughs> – Yeah, it's yeah. a bad basketball team. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, sure. I think the thing about Kittle that I think some people are missing is – Sean Lee was back for this game. And this Dallas defense is difficult against over-the-middle routes like that. So, I, I don't know. The Kittle getting two targets didn't surprise me. I mean, it was, it was Kittle or it was Jack Doyle, and that decision didn't kill me. Doyle, Doyle had like eight, I think. I think he had four for 45. 
Only four I, I, actually, I actually thought Doyle was a good play. So yeah, Doyle was, it, was, it was Kittle or Doyle, and I like I wasn't gonna the the decision I was trying to make. Because... <laughs> you would have four extra total receiver points if you would have gotten Kittle. <laughs> how, how many how many total receptions did you get, Davis? <laughs> when you combine them, <laughs> Kittle Kittle had one, and Demarius had two, so that's three. Um, uh, Richard Matthews had three, so that's six, and Pierre Garcon had five, so I had eleven. Between four pass catchers, yeah. It's, yeah, could, on a, could be on, better. On a, on a full point PPR site. <laughs> could be better. So, not, not great. And the reason playing Rashard Matthews uh, was bad was because I even said this to Sammy before the game. I said he got completely saved by DeMarco Murray being in because it kept yes. him playing Henry. And I That is correct. And I wholeheartedly believe that. Like, not that the Browns are good, just that this is a spot the Titans mess up and play terribly 75% of the time, 80% of the time. Sounds right. Yeah. And I just believe that this was like a gross, terrible, low-scoring AFC, like Marcus Mariota has a a bum hammy game, and that's 100% what it was. Dude, they smashed against Indy last week, man. I mean, Indy, Indy is a different beast than Cleveland, though. Yeah, are they? Yeah, they're, they're, Indy is the worst team. This Cleveland defense with, with people starting to be healthy again is actually decent. Wasn't Jabril Peppers out? Uh, pretty, pretty sure he was out. Isn't that guy just like a specialty punt returner? No, he, he, plays, he plays that 25-yard uh, safety that Cleveland likes to do also. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean – I, I, I don't know. I mean, Nate, what did you do at receiver? Like, how did you get this done? So what I did at receiver, and this yeah, was – Nate did what I was going to do. Go ahead. And this is – a lot of people – it didn't work out. Uh, I paid up for AB, and I went with the AB Lev stack, and then I paid for Demarius and the Benny Fowler stack, which I think a lot of people think is probably not smart. But, I, I mean, the more I looked into the target share this week, the more I realized, like, these targets have to go somewhere between – Emmanuel Sanders being out and then Isaiah McKenzie being out. Um, there's going to be huge targets funneled there. And, and uh, him being 3.3, I thought Benny Fowler was going to see minimum, minimum seven. Minimum seven targets. And I thought Demarius would see, you know, slightly more inflated than his normal targets. And unfortunately, I think Demarius was a little bit more injured than I think I realized and didn't, didn't see his normal work. He saw six targets and only came up with two receptions. He had one huge 88 oh. that was called back, which oh. obviously was tilting. But, um, you know, but he, he was, you know, he was guilty. You know what's tilting, though, is, is A.J. Derby was hit right there at that tight end range that we were all looking at, and he smashed. And no, he was <laughs> did he? I didn't even yeah. see what he did. For a $2,900 tight end, six for 66. Pretty, pretty oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, he, he had – yeah, good game. So, I mean, it was a little bit tough, but, um, I mean, Fowler came – I mean, five receptions for 45 yards from a 3.3 receiver. I mean, it's not terrible. Antonio Brown, I think, um, Pittsburgh just – Pittsburgh just had this inability to uh, score touchdowns because every time they'd get past the 50-yard line, anytime there's a third down call, they would just fish it and make the worst <laughs> play call ever, and it would end up in a field goal every single time. So, AB had definitely, like – I'm not ever going to feel bad about playing AB in cash. I think 8.9 for AB is – I mean, these price tags are just too low for AB and Bell at 8.9 and 9.1. 
I, re- I really like that you did AB and Lev in cash. And I think even though they, you know, AB scored and Lev had like 190 total yards, I think you ran bad with those two yeah, guys. I mean, watching the game was infuriating because literally any one of those uh, field goals gets turned into a touchdown and this game totally looks different because, you know, their, their offense is so funneled towards those two. It's insane how much workload. And I, I was even a little bit concerned that, oh, you know, the Martavis news, you know, squeaky wheel, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Dude, and that, it's narrative, like, that narrative was so elite. He, he was featured to the tune of one catch for three yards. But, but, but they also ran a reverse to him for two yards, I believe. Started the game with it. Boom. But, I mean, yes, yeah, I mean, Antonio Brown got ten targets. Antonio Brown got ten targets, and I think, like, and Lev got three receptions – or, yeah, three targets, and then how many – he had, like, 29 yeah, rushes. 30, yeah, 35 rushes. 35 made. rushes. So and three and three catches. They have such a concert, concentrated part of that offense that I don't think it's ever bad to stack those two in cash. No. No, especially when they're priced down, like you said, like they're not both nine grand, like 9,800. They were both yep. like right at nine grand. Like, great. Perfect. Do it. I just couldn't stomach. I did Demarius and not Fowler because I couldn't stomach playing both of them. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. And, and, and you know, I, I, I chose the wrong one. I thought Demarius was like fire. I went Demarius, Garcon, Robert Woods, and Jimmy Graham. So Yeah, Sammy, you really sharped it up. A little bit. I mean, it, it, because Ivory was in, like, that allowed me to get up to Graham. And I just really liked Graham. And, I mean, he didn't even do that great. He just caught a touchdown, which, you know, he's going to do a lot. But he was, like, three for 51 and a touch on six targets. And I just felt more confident, you know, in cash with his floor than the other guys. Yeah. Um, and then, so, okay, we already did flex talk. And then you all played the Rams, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I, think that was- I, I actually do think that was like uh that was like the mark of like someone who's not good at DFS if they didn't play the Rams on DraftKings. Yeah. I mean I had I my two most owned defenses were the Rams and then I had in GPPs I had a bunch of Vikings and I had a bunch of Chargers. And the Chargers were like, dude, them and the Bears, but the Bears like luck boxed into it. Yeah, the Bears got those two defensive touchdowns in. They were thirty percent owned cash games because of the reverse line movement and Vegas knew. In Vegas new and oh my god, people that are going to chase that. People Vegas, are going to chase that. Vegas new Trubisky was only going to throw seven times. Yeah, <laughs> I people mean, are going to chase true. this for the next seven weeks, and it's. I don't think that reverse line movement correlation to defensive uh, interceptions for touchdowns has any any predictive value moving forward. Dude, you need to you need to plug it into the model though. You need to make sure run some correlations. You know, some R squareds. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> all right uh are we good are we good on that i feel like i feel like we didn't make enough fun of you uh for this lineup i mean that's just it's, it's not good <laughs> it's just bad man <laughs> no just like the combination of like like clicking submit on a line what made you go like of all of the great right wide receivers this week and pass catchers what made you go like i want two from this san francisco offense <laughs> you gotta Led by CJ, like what made you Here's, like here's what pushed thing. you over the edge actually, on that. I actually think it, it like low key could have been sharp uh, had had a Hoyer been a quarterback. <laughs> like Michael Thomas, you have AJ Green, you have Antonio Brown, you have all these guys in like smash spots. Well, they weren't. They just were not accessible to me. At, like once I decided I didn't want to play Fowler, 
I, Fowler was the key to getting any of those. Fowler, Fowler was the key to playing anyone you wanted to play, and I and I didn't want to get Richard Higgins. Yeah, I was I was I was not like on Fowler. I was not about that life. Which but, which is a mistake. Like it's a mistake to be afraid of of getting Higgins when really all you need is like eight to like not be miserable. Like I yeah. didn't even I didn't even lose a hundred percent of my games playing these like junkies like. No, really? <laughs> yeah, I lost. Well, you're you're going to get an email from DraftKings tomorrow? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You... <laughs> no, dude. I got, I, got like, I got like $28 back, which is like the most sad, solitary. <laughs> <laughs> Davis Maddock, congratulations on your winnings. It's just like great. Yeah, thanks. Some, somebody must not have registered a lineup versus you. And no, dude, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. People are still there's no way somebody made a lineup on draftkings.com that scored less than you in cash games here look, it's, just, I, it's not possible okay all right i'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go we, to, we need to out this person like yeah. use their name and everything yeah we're gonna go this person's gonna, gonna be listening to this show and never listen again all right uh last three days nfl davis the listeners don't actually want to hear this let's move on no i want to know who scored the least amount of points <laughs> All right, Sammy, let's move on and talk a little bit about some, like, takeaways. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, do you want to start? Yeah, I have one, and it's just that I think one of my moves that I, I – I mean, I don't know if it was Fish, like, looking at the rest of my lineup construction, but I should have made it more of a point to get Evan Ingram in. He is, at the tight end position, somebody who's just getting a massive amount of volume, and I think I probably could have seen it, but, I mean – he had 12 targets this week. And at the tight end position and the discount that you're getting versus other wide receivers, if you look at where he's priced versus other um, wide receivers who are going to see 12 targets, like he's a, he's a smash him in play. And I think I, I didn't try hard enough to get Ingram into my lineups. I think that's a, that's a really sharp take. I mean, he's their only athlete left. You know, yeah. Sterling Shepard obviously was inactive. This was a later game, so we didn't have that information. It was a bit of a surprise scratch. But I think regardless, Ingram's going to see, like, those number one targets. And, dude, he's a beast after the yeah. catch. That's like, the thing. He's an athletic freak. It's not just somebody who's getting volume. It's also somebody who has the talent and the ability to break big plays. And so, Davis, are you eating Cheetos? No. Uh, <laughs> he was 4.4, <laughs> which is the same price as, you know, the Eric Deckers and the Marquise Lees that I've seen some people play in cash where it was like Ingram had so much more of a, like, care of that offense where a, playing a – lot of, A lot of people own Decker. Yeah. Decker a was – and, and if you're yeah, if you're listening and you played Decker, I'm sorry, uh, but that was like not a good move, and you probably know that at this point. Small dick Decker. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was no it was BDD. Today, no maybe. BDD. <laughs> a little chilly. A little chilly. Here, Nate, you should have read uh, the absolutes, mate. I I had I wrote of Ingram as my top tight end play. It's a good take. I mean, he, he should be a top tight end play. Like, we're going to see him up in that, like, five grand plus range really soon. I haven't looked at the prices for next week yet, but if he's not up there, like, why, uh, why would you not? He's the new ASJ. Yeah, except way better. Dude, because... Jermaine, Jermaine Curse over under nine and a half touchdowns at the end of the year. Ian. Oh, yeah, <laughs> over. <laughs> you got to take though. He just scores every week. <laughs> one target, one touchdown every week. Jermaine That's Curse. who we all should have played is McCown. McCown actually might be a boss. Uh, my my big takeaway is that uh, the Vikings are doing this again with, with McKinnon. They're just like, oh, you're fat and you scored a touchdown? Great. You're going to get more run than Jarek McKinnon. And uh, the winner is Fatavius Murray. 
No. Oh, Fatavius had that one run, and for the rest of the game, it was like, oh, we're just going to ride Latavius, like, to the end. That yeah. was still- and it's just – it's so sad. Uh, I actually played a lot of McKinnon in tournaments, too, because I thought the same thing that was true about Ingram would be true with McKinnon, where he smashed last week but got raised a ton in price, so people would be off of him. And that did happen, but uh, did not get the same results as Ingram. All right, so, Davis, I have a, I have a question for you. Did – um. Did Ty Montgomery get Wally Pipped here? Like, is this Aaron Jones' backfield? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Did this, yeah. Did this just happen? Because literally three weeks ago, before the rib injury, we were all talking about how incredible yeah, he, Montgomery he, he, he was. He was a lock he's like, a three, for the first three he's weeks. Bounce, he's bouncing off everybody. Doesn't come out easy. 100% snap share. <laughs> all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we get Aaron Jones coming up with his college production <laughs> and his college dominator rating. He, he, he's, like, he's, like, not even, like, Montgomery's, like, not even, like, a third down back. He's just, like, yeah. pure. Like, if Aaron Jones, <laughs> like, like, yeah, he's, like, if Aaron life. Jones takes a shot to the ribs, like, Montgomery comes in for a series or something. That's it, though. <laughs> I just can't believe the Packers had this guy third string. wasn't even going to think about using him. If oh, you can't you can't believe the team that uh, has been sitting on Jeff Janis while like Jared Aberdeen <laughs> would do that. Geronimo Allison running all over the field. Geronimo Allison got a reception, by the way. I mean, Allison's like whatever. Man, Hunley is pretty bad, though. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Montgomery had five touches for fifteen yards, while Aaron Jones had five targets and then just crushed the the workload in the backfield. <laughs> Guess who was that's, stuck that's starting Ty Montgomery in a bunch of seasonal leagues? You know, oh, yeah. That's that's pretty sad. I mean, I have a ton of them in MFLs. Like this, like sunk my battleship. I mean, Sammy, what did you learn today, fella? Um, I learned that Mark Ingram is not just a home play. Like, I, I feel like I have it in my head with the Saints that I just really don't want to have much exposure to them outside of their home stadium. And I mean, I, I think what you said earlier was really sharp. He's just got so fewer other people to take his stuff now. And they're clearly riding him. And clearly, they don't want to be an offense that's like throwing the ball 40 times a game. Like, that's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to be better at defense. They're trying to run the ball. They're, they're filtering the offense through him and Kamara. And, uh, and I was a fish for not playing him. So I, I learned that. Yeah. I mean, you were a little bit of a fish, but that's okay. Not as big as me. Correct. Um, Correct. Another thing that I learned is that, I mean, maybe Derrick Henry's not Superman. Maybe. <laughs> I was waiting I was waiting to get like some mean DMs from Silva because like he said don't let me switch off of my Henry shares no matter what and then Ivory was was gonna start and he's like oh I'm switching it all and I'm like stay strong Evan I mean it's not like Ivory smashed or anything but yeah it could have been such a good day like you guys thought Ivory had a bad yards per carry. Derrick Henry had 13 rushing attempts for a 1.0 yards per carry. Damn, I like totally like pumped him <laughs> on the slow cast too. I'm like, listen to all the ways that Henry could have an awesome game. And I listed them on like live YouTube, which is just egregious. But the, the one thing I will say is... Target? Did what? Did Henry even get one target? Oh, I'm sure he did not. He got three. Wow. Really? Okay. Yeah, he had two receptions. Um, but uh, I mean, the thing is that Miles Garrett being bl- being back is like a huge upgrade for this Cleveland uh, for this Cleveland team. And I mean, his snap share has gone up since week five when he started playing. 
from the injury. He played 80% of the snaps this week. Like, this Cleveland team, I think, is good. And, you know, Miles Garrett has had – Well, Nate. From a defensive standpoint, this Cleveland team is going to be much harder, I think, than people – I just want you to be more measured about the things you do when you're on air, dude. <laughs> Dude, I think let's, let's, let's run an instant replay, Nate. I, I think this Cleveland team is good. Okay, this Cleveland defense is better, I think, than people give them credit for. Sure. Also, Mariota with a bum Amy. I'm not into it. Not into this offense right now. Playing Richard was so stupid. Yeah, I mean, I played him. I played him on Fanduel Cash. Because he was super cheap on FanDuel. Yeah, he was the same Mc- price and on McCourty, FanDuel. And Mc- like McCourty was out. Not that the, I probably would have played Richard anyways, though. Yeah. Um, I uh, Another thing I learned is that, I mean, and I've known this, but I think something we all learned is like, it might be the thing to do to like pay up for Jacksonville consistently for their defense. It is so freaking good. This is the second game they've had this season where they've had 10 sacks. And then they had the game with five picks and two defensive touchdowns. Like, they have literally won people three different weeks now. And uh, they're just super good. And so when they're facing, like, these bad teams, I think especially in tournaments, it might be just, like, worth paying up for. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. They're very good. They're allowing points. They're allowing 1.41 points per drive, which is the lowest in the league. Uh, They're allowing a touchdown on uh, only 14% of their drives which is the lowest in the league. I mean, they're just they're, – they're really good. Even, if, even outside of the turnovers and everything else, it's not just some variance that's helping them. Like, they're just a really stout defense. I learned that, uh, that Mitch Trubisky is, is unlikely to top 15 completions uh, in any game for the rest of the year. I mean, I oh, think I'd yeah. just be happy with 15 attempts. Well, Nate, come on. Let's not set our sights too high. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, I can't say that he's bad. Like you, you, you have no play. idea. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have no idea. It's literally like he's playing like two drives. Like he's got he had seven pass attempts. Like I mean, they had Tarek Cohen throw a pass last week. Yeah, but 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 he had 107 yards. He averaged 15.3 yards per attempt today. That's fire. That's that's what it, I'm saying though. Like I don't know. Like I would love to see a game where they just let him pass and have 30 pass attempts. That's and not that's not happening. Do a rhythm and see if he can actually move the ball. Where it's like. It's frustrating because the Bears clearly don't have anything to play for, and you're not even going to let, let this rookie quarterback go. Like, they don't have anything to play let's, for. Let's, let's continue giving the ball to Jordan Howard because let's see what we have there. Tariq Cohen had one touch. One touch in this game, which is crazy. 70 yards. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, pretty good average. He did good. Now, the, the, the crazy thing about Trubisky is they're going to fire the coach, and that's obvious. Uh, so he's going to already have to start changing that either this season or next season. Uh, instead of getting him receivers, you know, spending money there, they, they paid the guy who's sitting on the bench behind him. And uh, so then by the time he's done with his rookie contract, they're, they're like finally going to be ready to start trying to win again. And then they're going to have to pay him. But instead, let's just give Jordan Howard 21 rush attempts. Well, you know, Jordan Howard. UAB. Let's go. Joe Howe. You fellas, you fellas, learn anything from the Patriots game? Not, not especially. I mean, we knew that the Falcons were bad, and they are. I can't believe that Matt Ryan did not throw for three hundred yards against this defense when so many uh, supposedly lesser quarterbacks did. I mean, Atlanta was helpless. They they uh, only scored and moved the ball when the Patriots started like backing off a little bit. Todos is back. He he yeah. he yes he's, yes. Him and James White are the best. 
options. Gillisley, like Sammy, he like just he just doesn't exist. And <laughs> He's awful. Gillisley's dead. The funny thing is, like Dion wasn't like when is Dion going to start cutting into the passing work from White, or is it going to be pretty much White's going to be the passing guy and Dion's just going to be? I think it's it's game plan specific. Because Dion only had one target, which was surprising. I mean, he had the rushing work, but he only had one target. Where James, well, James well, White, Dion is Dion is a, is a very good runner. But he's he also, is. I mean, we've also seen his elite passing work too. Yeah, it's it's weird that they don't use him more in the passing game, but I they just like White more. And the reality is this: no matter how much I think it's clear that Dion Lewis is the lead back now, I still don't think he's like really that playable or usable in fantasy because. He's not a lock for goal line work. He's not a lock for targets. He's not a lock for 15 carries ever. It's just, dude, that, you know that what, whole you know backfield's is, a mess. You know what he is a great play on? Prime Go times. On. Prime time slates. Like the mon- <laughs> like if the Patriots were on the Monday, Thursday slate, he'd be <laughs> such a good play. You're, you're waiting for this. You're, you're like checking the schedule right now. You're waiting to miss Mr. Tuttle it and put in 150 lineups. With him. <laughs> Guys, do you know how much effort it is to do 150 lineups? It takes 10 seconds. Uh, not? No, it, it takes like 30, and you have to like upload your your Excel file onto DraftKings. It's like honestly exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't be bothered. I've already done 10 hours of work this week. I cannot, I cannot download to CSV and then hit upload. It's just it's much work. No, it was, so much, it was so much easier on Cruncher where it was just the one button. <laughs> Like uh, it, uh, week fourteen, week fourteen, the Patriots play Miami on Monday night. Oh, guys, Totos Cone Dion. It's fire! Oh my gosh, what do, what do they do? What do they do? The Patriots play both Monday and Thursday. Is that right? Can't be. There's no way. Oh no, never mind. It's not. I have the I have the Steelers as my favorite, so they put them at the top on my app. Great. Sorry. Good. Sorry. Sorry, cool story, Sammy. You fellas ready to talk Monday, Thursday? Um, sure. Yeah, why not? Well, it's the it's the Wentz goat, mate. It's yeah. the Wentz goat. Wentz like, is the only play here. Yeah. Lock it all up. All the air yards just this this Thursday this Thursday game is gonna be like the like the real poop factor of the season. It's gonna be real bad. <laughs> The, is somebody is going to bink this by jamming in a bunch of Ravens or a, a bunch of Dolphins. No, the, the, the person who wins is 150 Matt Moore, Kenny Stills teams. For sure. 100 dude, how about the Kenny Stills happen. breakout since I've used him in cash? I mean, he is dude, the well, curse of guys, Kenny. Dude. You, guys, you guys saw who balled out for the Bengals today. Oh, yeah, LaFell got it. LaFell <laughs> <laughs> did it. LaFell and Stills are just like locks the rest of the season. Seriously, though, Stills put up like 20 points in DraftKings a game. Since We're I playing Rashard Matthews and <laughs> Marius Thomas, and it's just like play Stills. Play still, Stills, man. Easy game. <laughs> who is you know, the, we're just ahead of your time. Who is the, who is the terrible Baltimore wide receiver who, who gets – like eight checkdowns in this game. I mean, he's not terrible, but Michael Campanero. Yeah, I I like really like Campanero. He had, like, uh, he's going to be the lock. It's going to be for me from Baltimore. It's him and then Ben Watson. I actually played Ben Watson in cash today. No, Wallace is going to get deep for one guarantee. No, Wallace is going to be out again. I he's think he had a him. he had a, a concussion today. I think. Oh well, then it's not guaranteed. 
And normally, if you have a concussion <laughs> on Sunday, it's hard to get in there for the Thursday game. No, guys, this is so crazy. Like, and it's even crazier on full slates. But like, the DraftKings salary is more or less done by fantasy points per game. Like, they adjust it a little bit for matchup, a little bit for context and stuff. But it is driven by FPPG, except for Terrell Pryor. Like, whenever you sort by <laughs> FPPG, like he goes down like below Brandon LaFell. But like, when you sort by salary, he's like at fifty five hundred or whatever. I, I am definitely playing the slate, and I will have a hundred percent prior. Like, oh, I mean, I, how do you not? I don't know. I don't know, I, but I, I I still believe in prior. I'm still holding out hope. The, I mean, the best c- construct is Wentz. Uh, dude, oh my God, there's nothing at running back. No, no, it's like Chris Thompson. Like the the thing on these slates is that you need to tell yourself a story and then build lineups off of that story. Yeah, so you're sto- right. Write write a narrative, write a script, and then just follow that and go. Chris Correct. Thompson is going to break a hundred yarder, which means this, which means this, which means this, which means Wentz is going to have to pass for 150 yards to Torrey Smith and Nelson Aguilar. It's yeah. it's prime time. Like this is you're not playing cash. Unless you're DJ. a fish, yeah. yeah. Um, don't play, don't play Flacco. I think it's Wentz. No, I think you, it's- do, you, do you play Smallwood though? Do you play one of these Philly running backs? Uh, how do you, how do you no. get a running back here? No, I mean, I, I think you definitely. The way I'm probably going to approach it is is Alex Philly. Alex Collins is smash. the play. Maybe. Alex Collins is the play, man. As much as I like Javorius, Ken, uh, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, they seem to hate him. Kenyon Drake. They seem to hate him. And then Watson, for me, would be the play at tight end. You're not going to be up to Ertz. I would probably play Buck. I'd probably just go like Buck and Chris Thompson and hope that those are the teams that that find themselves down and that they have to go captain check down with the backs. I mean, Vernon Davis, elite play on this slate. You, you, yeah. just, bank, you just bank on the in-game Jordan Reed injury, and all of a sudden you've got half the field dominated. <laughs> and it's like a pretty solid bet, let's be honest. I mean, Jordan Reed's yeah. always coming out of the game with like the wind knocked out of him or whatever. Yeah, how good would it feel to finally cheer when he leaves the field instead of like being tilted? Yeah. You know? and, this, and is, I mean, this is anti-fragile right we've already We've already got this on a short game slate. It happened – I made fun of the siege like two or three weeks ago with Keenum and Bradford – and, and Bradford leaves with a sore knee, and Keenum comes in and just like, throws 150 and a touchdown real quick. Smashed. Smashed. Easy game. Uh, any other short slate takes, Nate Noli? No, I mean, my only other take would be Alshon Jeffries way too cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and Norman's not back yet, right? No. No. So he's going to be out for, I think, four weeks. Cool. So, so there's, I mean, if you're trying to get one of these touchdowns from guys that are quote unquote, not expectant, um, you know, it's like Dotson and Aguilar, I think. Oh, are your guys. Dotson is the, is the, the Tuttle play. He's the, yeah. the, he's the, he's the, he's the, he's the hundred is, has two touchdowns on four touches. I'm into it. I'm into it. I like some Dotson. I mean, I can't believe Tuttle didn't actually win a hundred K with the McKissick play. <laughs> Why are you needling him? He yeah, I mean, Tuttle did, did take down just, the Thunderdome. Yeah, he did win the Thunderdome. Yeah, he's doing okay. Yeah, but um, I, I agree. That was that was tough to to jam in all that McKissick and not like sweep the slate. Yeah. All right, boys. I think that's uh, that's gonna do it for us here at the uh, 
Roto-Grinders NFL Daily Fantasy Show, Sunday Recap Show with Davis, Sammy, and Nate. Uh, yeah, make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter, at Davis Maddox, at Nate Nolan, at Sammy Reed, F.I., and we'll, uh, we'll see you back next week.